Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Inshallah, we'll start our Sira session where we left off last week. We covered uh, the time when Umar bin Khattab and Hamza, both of them, they, uh, they entered into the fold of Islam. And uh, uh, we talked about that after their uh, entering into the fold of Islam. Uh, Muslims, they started the, the very first time they, they prayed in the Kaaba, and uh, also uh, Allah gave strength to Muslims and, and Islam through uh, the Islam of Hamza and Umar al-Khattab And after uh, that, um, actually before I go directly into Sirah, there's another aspect of the Sirah. I just want to touch base because we talked about a little bit last week as well and the brother who was reciting Surah Al-Kahf actually uh, in the Salah also and, uh, and that's relevant to the time when Umar al-Khattab and uh, Hamza came to the fold of Islam. Um, around the same time period Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Surah Al-Kahf. And uh, there is some uh, lesson that uh, we we can gain from Surah Al-Kahf uh, even today's time and in the time of Rasulullah as well. Um, um, there are uh, multiple stories which are, which are mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf that includes the story of Ashab Al-Kahf, the people of the cave, um, and the uh, story of uh, Al-Khidr, the, the slave of Allah Azza wa Jal, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the knowledge that Musa did not have. And uh, also a story of Dhul Qarnayn is mentioned. And I briefly touched that, I want to make sure that we remember that context as well uh, as uh, it was recited. So whenever uh, Surah Al-Kahf we recite, as many of us do, uh, because of the hadith of Rasulullah that reminds us of many blessings that came along with Surah Al-Kahf. Like one of them is the hadith of Rasulullah says that uh, whosoever when hafidha uh, ashara ayat, whosoever memorized ten first ten ayat, ashara ayat, usima min al-dajjal, that he is protected from dajjal. The other hadith says the first three ayat. Uh, and uh, the hadith of Rasulullah talks about that whosoever recites the Surah Al-Kahf on the Yawm Al-Jum'ah, then Allah Azza wa Jal uh, uh, illuminates a light for him between the two Jum'ahs, the Jum'ah that he recited until the next Jum'ah comes. So, because of many blessings Allah Subh'anaHu Wa has placed in the Surah, uh, we try to 
uh, get this these uh, these blessings and recite that on the Jum'ah. But uh, at the same time, we should always remember what is mentioned there as well. That's the key point. The Quran was not recite uh, was revealed just for the mere purpose of recitation without understanding. The uh, Quran, the understanding of the Quran, is as important uh, as uh, recitation and implementation of the Quran in our lives. So, uh, besides those three stories I mentioned, there are other stories are mentioned there too. Uh, the uh, story of Adam and Iblis, the story of uh, two gardens, uh, and uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned that, and, and other things as well in the Surah Al-Kahf. But these three stories I mentioned because these three stories have relevance with the current time as well as the time of Rasulullah when the ayat were revealed. Because those three surahs, if you look at the stories I mentioned, Ashab al-Kahf are well, the story of the Sahab, the, those people, or the companions, who entered into the fold of Islam, and they left uh, idol worshipping and uh, all the other wrong deeds that people were doing at that time. And they were from the families of uh, elites, actually, as uh, Ibn Kathir mentions in his tafsir about them. Uh, and, uh, and those people who, like, uh, one of the riwayat discusses that, they used to wear earrings in their ears. Now, uh, we, we are aware of uh, when these kind of things are mentioned. It is to show, I mean, they were way away from the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they entered into the folds of Islam, and they were go, uh, going to uh, get the oppression and the hardships from the rulers of that time, the Qiyanus. So they left and they. Uh, refuge in the cave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put them to sleep for 39 years. So that was one aspect of it when the hardships grow, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows to leave that land where you, if you cannot worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second uh, story Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned is about uh, uh, Al-Khidr. And one time uh, Musa alayhi salam was standing among the Bani Israel and he was saying that uh, uh, somebody asked him the question, who is the most knowledgeable? And Musa replied, the Musa is the most knowledgeable. Without recognizing the knowledge is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah has given him the knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, told him that there is another Abd of Allah Azzawajal who has more knowledge than him. He's more knowledgeable. But to just to cut the story shorter here, Musa goes there, goes to the place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to meet. Uh, that uh, his slave, servant, uh, and when he met him, he t- told him that he wants to learn the knowledge Allah has given him. And uh, Al-Khadr said that uh, you will not be able to be patient with me. He said, no, he will be patient, Musa said. And uh, he said, okay. And he said, you can come with me as long as you do not ask any question. And they started their journey. And the first the thing that they, the first thing they did was they took a boat to cross the river. And the people of the boat, they knew Khadr. So they gave him a deal that they will take him for free. And they took him for free when they went on the other side of the river. What Khadr did was he made a hole in the boat. He broke the boat. And uh, so Musa could not resist. He said, they were giving you a favor and you destroyed their boat. So Khadr uh, reminded look, this is what I told you, you will not be able to uh, be patient with me. So uh, Musa said, he apologized that he forgot 
and next time, inshallah, he will not. So they continued on, and they saw a boy playing with the other kids. And the father went, and he killed the boy. Musa again could not resist that there is a haram going on. I mean, according to his understanding, he's thinking the first thing is uh, something wrong. Second, again, something wrong is happening here. First, uh, an innocent life, life has been taken. Khadr reminded him, see, so he told him, I told you, you will not be able to resist. So now Musa uh, said, okay, this is the last chance. If I speak again without your permission, or without you ask, uh, allow me to, uh, we will go our, our own ways. So now they went to a, a village where they found, uh, uh, found the people over there were not uh, very uh, hospitable to the people. Uh, they were not taking care of them. They did not offer them anything. And then they, they saw a wall, Khadr uh, and Musa and uh, his servant, uh, Musa's servant, they saw a wall was falling. So Khadr went and with his own hands, he fixed the wall. Now Musa couldn't have this again. He goes, and for free. So Musa goes, these people did not take care of us, they did not give us any food or anything, and now you went and you fixed the wall without taking any ujra, uh, any, uh, any reward from them, you could have uh, asked them to pay. So Khadr uh, reminded them again, and in this time, what he said was, now we're going to go our own way. But before we leave, he said that he will tell what was, what was it about all those three uh, incidents. And by the way, the hadith of Rasulullah that talks about that, that uh, Rasulullah said uh, that he wished that uh, Musa would have been more patient and we would have learned more things from Al-Khidr. Uh, here, uh, so now he starts explaining. The first one, as we uh, are aware of, uh, the first story, the first incident where he made the hole in the boat or the ship, he told them actually the place that they arrived, the ruler over there was an oppressor. And any nice, good boat or ship he would see, he used to take them from the people. So now, since Khadr uh, damaged the boat, so now, because of that, he will not take it. So this is actually something, because of the knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Khadr, that he was aware of the things that a normal person would not be aware of. And then, about the boy that he killed, he mentioned to him that, because this boy was... Uh, the son of uh, righteous parents and he was going to be a kafir when he will grow up and he would become a fitna a trial for his own parents so that's why he killed him and Allah will give him a righteous kid okay uh, now the third story was the wall which was about to fall there was a treasure underneath that belonged to a, a yatim, an orphan. And the father of that orphan boy, he was a righteous man. And uh, uh, he, he, he erected the wall so the, the treasure would be protected until he, the child will grow up and he will get the, the treasure from there. Now, the story, the, the, the lesson that we can learn from there for today and the time of Rasulullah was, see, this incident shows that the things that Khadr knows, knew, because of knowledge Allah gave him. Meaning, the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even today in our lives also, uh, if we have to follow Allah has ordered, we have to do it no matter how the situation looks, what the reality or the things look 
they may look against whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to do to them. But we have to continue to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered. So th- th- this is the lesson that we can learn. And today we can see that, that Muslims are looked at, or that Islam has been looked at as something strange, something very weird, that uh, whatever you want to do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've been accused of many things, uh, whether it's fundamentalist or extremist or terrorist or this or that. Uh, uh, so we can learn from that also that uh, what, no matter what the, rea- what the situation is, we have to stick with what the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Right? The third one is about the Quran. And Ruqanan was a, was a king, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the authority between East and the West. And he was a righteous person. That shows that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the victory to his the righteous men. So at the end of the day, the people who are following the command of Allah azza wa jal, they will get the victory. And this is what we see in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also. They were Sahaba, they had to migrate to Habasha, even Rasulullah and Sahaba had to migrate to Medina as well. And they suffered, and they continue to stick with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala work. And the third thing, uh, at the end, we can see that, that uh, they got the victory, and alhamdulillah, uh, Islam was established, and it spread all across the world. Okay. Now, after Omar bin Khattab and Hamza became Muslim, now, the, the kuffar of the Quraysh, they realized that, um, that they cannot just continue to be giving the hardships or torture the Muslims, and that will be sufficient to stop this spread of Islam. So they, they realized that, and they wanted to um, uh, now stop Islam in a different way. So they were looking for some sort of compromise now from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, and Allah subhanahu wa taala actually mentions uh, like this: "Lafi shakim minhu murid." And they had in, in, in grave doubt concerning it about Rasulullah sallallahu So they were seeing that. Rasulullah could not deny what he was bringing in, uh, even though they were not accepting Islam and all those things. But they realized that Rasulullah, the message that he brought, is, is spreading among the people. So now, what they did was they, they went to, they different riwayat have mentioned about how they tried to make Rasulullah compromise. So, one of the things that they did, they said, okay, uh, this is reported by Ibn Ishaq. They, they, they say that uh, they saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam doing the tawaf of the Kaaba. And while they were doing the tawaf of the Kaaba, uh, some of the, uh, the mushrikeen from the uh, Quraysh, that included Al-Aswad bin Al-Muttalib, and uh, Al-Walid bin Mughira, Umayya bin Khalf, uh, Al-Ash bin Wa'il. And these are like a big leaders of the Quraysh. Okay? So they approached Rasulullah sallallahu they said, Oh Muhammad, come and let us worship what you worship. Okay? We will worship what you worship. This is how they're talking to him. And you worship what we worship. Okay? <coughs> and they thought, we can, be, uh, we can be partners with you in this matter. If, one of, if, if the one you worship is better than what we worship, then we will get some kind of benefit. Whereas, if what we worship, the kuffar were saying to Rasulullah if they are better than your God, then uh, we will, uh, you will get some benefit from our gods also. Upon which Allah Azza wa Jal reveals what to kafirun. Allah Subhanahu wa kafirun. Now, uh, in this surah, uh, even though the address is the kuffar of, uh, uh, of the Makkah, but it is a general ayah. It, it applies to all the kuffar. 
that all you who believe, uh, the, all you who disbelieve, Allah subhanahu wa taala is saying. And uh, uh, it goes on that لا أعبدون ما تعبدون that I don't worship what you worship. So first of all, remember all the time when we talk about in Islam, worship is not just ritualistic ibadah. Okay, uh, it is more than just the ritualistic ibadah we talk about. That encompasses our life. So anything that we do, that we do according to the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal, that becomes part of the ibadah. So when Rasulullah is saying لا أعبدوا ما تعبدون, that uh, uh, I worship not which you worship, ولا أنتم عبدون ما عبد, and you will not worship what I worship. Okay, so because it's not talking about just the ibadah that they have 360 gods, so they will add one more to it. That was not a problem for them. And the ayah continues on: "Wala ana abdum ma'abdum, wala antum ma'abdum ma'abdum lakum dinakum waliyadin." Yeah. And then Allah Azza wa Jalla is saying that you have your deen and we have our our deen. Okay. And this is how uh, 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 this incident of compromise that ended here. Now, when they realize that Rasulullah is not uh, stopping like this. So this time, they actually approach Rasulullah with another kind of a compromise. And that is when uh, one of the leaders of the Quraysh, his name was Utbah bin Rabia, and he was the father of Hind also. Uh, so Utbah bin Rabia, they, they consulted and they sent Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi was to, to they sent him to Rasulullah sallallahu and to talk to him. He came to Rasulullah sallallahu and he offered him something. And he goes like this: We have seen no other man of uh, of uh, Arabia who has brought so great a calamity to a nation. So now he's reminding the kind of things that you have done to us. You are bringing calamity to our, uh, to us as a people. You have outraged our gods and the religion. You've taxed our forefathers and wise men with impiety. Like, remember, we talked about that. That the uh, Quran is talking about uh, one of the leaders as a Zanim, the son of a, uh, son of a whore. And, uh, and errors and created strife among us. You have left no stone unturned to estrange the relations with us. Now, after saying all this, now he's saying, offering Rasulullah something. He goes, if you are doing, <coughs> if you're doing this with a view to get wealth, we will join, gather the wealth, and we will make you the richest person among us. Okay? Then he goes, and if you want to be a ruler, we will make you the king. That's not a problem. See that? For them, that was not a problem. You want to be a king, we'll make you even a king. And then he goes, and if you think you have some uh, sickness, you are, there's some uh, jinn or something is over you. We'll get the best kahin, best soothsayer, or somebody who will come and cure you. So whatever you want, but don't stop this, what you are doing. Okay? And upon this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, he, he said, have you said all? So then he hearing all that, he said, he, uh, and he said, okay, the, do you have, he offered Rasulullah sallam to talk. So Rasulullah sallallahu started reading Surah Fussilat. He said, Hamim. تَنْزِيلٌ مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ كِتَابٌ فُسِّلَتْ آيَاتُهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا لِقَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا فَأَعْرَضَ أَكْثَرُهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا فِي أَكِنَّةٍ مِمَّا تَدْعُونَا إِلَيْهِ وَفِي آذَانِنَا 
وقر ومن بيننا وبينك حجاب فعمل فعمل إننا عاملون. now here when he is deciding to for sila, he is listening and like uh, uh, the sila mentioned his he he folded his arm behind him and you know like a really like a servant. A person he is listening to Rasulullah and he continues to listen until the ayah of the sajda Rasulullah he recited Rasulullah made the prostration and then uh, he went back to the Quraysh again now when he was going back to the Quraysh because he was impressed by the Quran that was recited in front of him and he could not deny it now when he went back People, uh, uh, they say that, that when he's coming back, they saw that he is not the same person who left us. He is a different person when he's coming back, back to them after listening to Quran, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited. And he, uh, his response was, I have never heard words similar to those ones he recited about the Quran he's saying. They definitely relate neither to poetry nor to witchcraft, nor do they derive from soothsaying. O oh, people of Quraysh, I request, uh, request you, to heed my advice and grant the man full freedom. This is how he looked at Rasulullah. He accepted that this is what he is coming up with. This is haq. He has come up with his haq. To pursue his goals. In which case you would you could safely detach yourselves from him. I swear that this his word words bear a supreme message. Should the other Arab rid of you uh, rid you of him, they will then spare you the trouble. On the other hand, if he exceeds the power over the Arabs, then you will bask in his kingship and share him in his might. See, so they, and he understood it. But the kuffar at that time, they rejected him and they shut him off. And another report talks about that. When he was reciting Surah Al-Fusilam, when he got to the ayah where it says, فَإِنْ عَرَضُوا فَقُلْ أَنْذَرْتُكُمْ صَعِقَةً مِثْلَ صَعِقَةٍ عَادِي وَثَمُودٍ now here he's saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, but if they turn away, then O Muhammad, I have warned you a sa'iqah. I have warned you a sa'iqah. Sa'iqah is a destructive, awful cry that killed Ad wa Thamud, those two nations in the past. And it's mentioning that, like the sa'iqah which overtook Ad and Thamud. And they were aware of these, these nations. Remember we talked about in the beginning, the Ad wa Thamud were the one who were from uh, Al-Arab al-Ba'idah, the one who perished. The three Arabs we talked about, these were from those, those people. So, when Rasulullah recited his ayat, he put the hands on his ear, and then he put one of his, then he put his hand on the ear, uh, on the face, uh, mouth of Rasulullah He wanted to stop Rasulullah reciting this ayat. He felt like, as if this sa'iqah, this adab of Allah Azza wa is about to descend on, the, uh, on them. He got scared when he's listening to the Quran. And he tried to stop Rasulullah to recite the Quran. Because, see, remember that. For them, the Quran is recited, it is in their language they understood. And this is why he understood that this is not poetry. This is, not, this is some, some words from the Supreme Being. It cannot be from the human being. It is not, it is not poetry, it is not shari, it is not uh, 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 saying or the words of the kahin. It's not magic. It is something supreme. He knew this. And this is why he felt as if the uh, adab is about to descend. But that was the end of uh, Uthba. Uh, he did not pursue later on. Uh, and then uh, the idea here is about when we talk about these two stories, right? 
important lesson to learn for us here is in both the stories, Rasulullah was approached to make compromise in the deen. Right? In one case, he was offered wealth, or offered uh, the, the ruling, or uh, take him to the, any kind of a soothsayer, so they take him off any kind of a sickness that Rasulullah had, if, if he had, they were saying. And another one was, they were trying to say, okay, why don't you worship our God, and we'll worship your God, and we will get the benefit from both. And Rasulullah did not accept any compromise. And inshallah, when we continue on the seerah, we'll see that in other places again, the different tribes also offer Rasulullah different kinds of uh, compromises that he did not, never accept it. And uh, uh, the lesson for us to learn is Look, there Rasulullah was offered the power even, and he did not accept. No compromise with Islam. Now today, if we are trying to apply in our lives, there the kuffar are coming to Rasulullah to compromise. Unfortunately, today we are going to the kuffar, and we are compromising with our deen, unfortunately. That includes, that includes when we are talking about participation in the kuffar system. It is the same thing, when we are thinking of, yeah, that's fine, that system is not based on Islam, but if we work through the system, even though we have to compromise with our deen, uh, it is okay and, and we will bring the power. And the Islam will get the power through them. So, it is contradictory to the seerah of Rasulullah wasallam to think that way. This is why it's very important when we're reading the seerah, the seerah should not be just read as a storytelling thing or something. It is something that we apply in our life. When we say this, his life, in, in the life of Rasulullah is a uswa al-hasana, that there's a good example in his life, the example is for us to follow. Example is not just a, to just read the example, and uh, mashallah, it's a good example, but I'm going to follow the example of Abu Jahl. It cannot work that way. Okay? And uh, not only this, when we were recited, uh, talking about the Islam of Umar al-Khattab last time, remember when the, he was listening to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In the, Umar was listening to Rasulullah and he was reciting, Rasulullah was reciting Surah Al-Haqqa behind the curtains of the Kaaba. Right? We discussed that last week. Within the same Surah, Allah Azza wa Jal says something more than what we discussed last week. So I want to talk about this short, uh, very quickly about that. So when he was listening, Umar, to the Quran, and in this, a thought came to his mind, oh, this is uh, poetry. This is a kalam of a shayr. This is the thought came to Umar. And Allah says, وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَعِرٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ This is not the word of a shayr. So Umar got, okay, he just, the thought came and Rasulullah reciting the ayah that's talking about this. So he said, oh, this must be a kahin. The word of the kahin. The next ayah said, وَلَا بِقَوْلٍ كَاهِنٍ قَوْلِ كَاهِنٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ And this is not the word of a kahin either. Kahin is soothsayer, for a future teller. And then the ayah says, This is descended by, or revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabb of the Alameen. Then the ayah goes and talks about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa It says, If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi had forged, meaning if he tried to twist something, or change something, had forged a false saying concerning in Allah, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُ الْيَمِينَ We will take him from his right hand. You know when you talk about taking somebody from the right hand, it means this, now you, you, your right hand normally means is, this is your controlled arm. <laughs> right? So the one you have strength, of course some people are lefties also. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a way in a saying that you have no control. And then Allah said, ثُمَّ لَقَطَعَ مِنْهُ الْوَطِينَ And then, your aorta, the main vein that provides you the, the, the blood, that will be cut off. And none of you could withhold us from punishing him, Muhammad Sallallahu here. So this is how Allah Azza wa talks about Rasulullah Sallallahu If he is trying to change something or come up make some make something up about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Similarly, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in another place in Surah Al وَحَذَرْهُمْ أَنْ يَفْتِنُوكَ عَنْ بَعْدِ مَا عَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ فَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْا فَعَلَمْ أَنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُصِيبَهُمْ بِبَعْدِ ذُنُوبِهِمْ وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ لَفَاسِقُونَ Here Allah Azza is saying that rule among them by what Allah has revealed and do not follow their desire and this addresses Rasulullah Sallallahu this address is to Rasulullah that do not follow their, their desires. And then Allah is saying, and they might try to deviate you from a little bit of it, part of it. And Allah is commanding Rasulullah that not to be deviated from just the part of it Allah has revealed to you. So that's the idea that we have to remember that we are not allowed to make compromises Compromises in, in the deen of Allah Azza wa Whatever Allah has revealed, it has to be taken as this and implemented in our lives. Okay? So, after the situation of compromise were offered, and we will see that there are different kind of compromise were offered to Rasulullah then Abu Talib uh, realized that the life of Rasulullah is in danger. Because we remember last uh, couple of weeks ago, Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.